last year we started something uh, as, a, as a congregation, as a leadership team and ELT and, uh, uh, and staff, we, we, uh, we rented a house down in the Outer Banks, this massive uh, thing that uh, my wife and Beverly Potter found online that we could get for a song. And so we took the whole team down. It's the first time we'd ever done this in all these years uh, and, and gotten away as a, as a leadership team. And uh, we loved it so much that they were already talking about the next year, last year. And so... Uh, uh, this year's uh, executive leadership team retreat, uh, we, we uh, broke it up and we had the ELT, the executive leadership team, who you're going to meet in just a minute, and, and then our staff uh, later on in the week. And uh, on, uh, I guess it was on Tuesday, uh, Dr. Grant Etheridge from Liberty Live came down and he shared with us. And we had lots of worship time, lots of just seeking the Lord together. And uh, one of the things that came out of it was that the sense that there were some things that we had not communicated um, to the congregation and, and, and set in order. Um, and so this is why I have leaders come alongside of me because I can't do it all myself. All right. So we all sat together and we felt like that we needed to take a step back in order to go a step forward. And so today, instead of our, uh, instead of our fourth installment of Money Talks, which will be next week, uh, we, we really wanted to bring more clarity to you. And, uh, and take some time to pray over uh, the, the, the teams, the groups that really make Lighthouse work. Um, you all probably don't see other, just a snapshot. You, it's like you see through a little keyhole all of what happens here at Lighthouse because this is about all the keyhole that many of you experience is what happens on Sunday morning. But there are so many people's lives that this house is built on. And uh, I want you today to, to get a bigger vision. So a lot of times vision Sundays are like, okay, we're going to we're going to watch God do this great thing this new year. No, I, this this uh, vision Sunday is we want you to see what God is already doing. We want you to see where God is already working. We want you to be encouraged by uh, the people's lives who, whom God has set up to, to run uh, and move together into, into the mission that he has for us. And so you're going to meet some people today that maybe you haven't, you've seen around, but you didn't know what they did. Um, you know, some of them are really like, you know, undercover, like secret service kind of people. Just joking. Um, and so today, but I want to I kind of set the stage for this. So uh, in your notes, there should be some notes right there around you. Psalm 133, I'm not sure if we made it to uh, version because they came in kind of late. Uh, but, uh, but the notes are right around there, around you. And, and the, the good thing about Psalm 133, it's only three verses, right? Um, so you probably have it committed to memory already. And uh, for whatever the reason, my phone won't flip it back around. I don't know what that's about, but I can flip my, note, my phone around. Um, read this out loud with me. There's only three verses. How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down upon the collar of his robes. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. For there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life evermore. I want you to get a picture today 
uh, I, want you to, I want you to have this, this scripture as a backdrop for everything that I'm going to talk about, all right? And I'm going to talk to you in, in terms of, uh, of this picture, and I'm going to refer back to it uh, as we go together. A lot of times, um, we, we miss, I think, some of the components of this text because we talk about, yeah, it's great when brothers dwell together in unity, but we don't really discuss why or how that works, right? Um, and so the first thing I want you to see about this, and it's in your notes, has to do with how precious that anointing oil is. God himself told Moses, this comes from a pattern in the Old Testament, God himself told Moses, this, uh, the, the, the recipe for this anointing oil is not to be used for anything else. You're, you're not going to make a nice fragrance and then, and then you know, uh, you're going to take this out and, and let a perfumer make a perfume out of the anointing oil, the holy anointing oil. He said, this is a one-off deal. This is a recipe that is, that is set aside for my use. Everything that I do is going to have this anointing oil on it. And so there's going to be a fragrance that goes along with the things of God. How many of you have ever been tricked by a wrong fragrance? How many of you came in the living room or came into the kitchen of your house thinking that there were chocolate chip cookies in the oven and you got in there and it was a nasty candle <laughs> or a scentsy or something else that was mimicking the, the fragrance of fresh baked cookies and you're like, what? This is just wrong. I feel ripped off. I feel stolen from, right? And, uh, and so, you know, you understand, you understand the, the picture. Uh, the other thing is, and, and I'm, I'm going to, some of you guys, you, you know, uh, you just need to understand, you, you got to be careful when you buy perfume for your wife. I know that you probably were walking down the mall, minding your own business, and some woman there smelled pretty good. So you followed her, not to stalk her, but to simply find out what was the brand of perfume that she's wearing. And that's okay. You've done nothing wrong. But then when you buy it and you take it to your wife, don't tell her you smelled it on another woman. Don't tell her that. Don't. Don't. Okay, some things should remain unspoken. I just gave a word of wisdom out here. Can we just, all right. Uh, so, so the anointing oil had a particular fragrance that was all around the things of God. It was not to be utilized for anything else. And so, uh, so in the, the, the passages in Exodus chapter 30 all the way up through Exodus chapter 40, that where this... Uh, this particular phrase from David comes from, he's talking about the anointing that happens to Aaron the priest. He's talking about how that there was a, this concoction of anointing oil that was made up, and it was a, it was a peculiar uh, fragrance, but it was also large in volume. There's a couple of things that we're not going to repeat today as we lay hands on several of our people. The first of it is the volume of anointing oil. I'm going to take just a little bit of anointing oil on my finger, and I'm going to put it on their forehead. Aaron got a whole bunch. You know, you know if it says it's, it hits his head and it goes down on his beard, it goes on, down on the collar of his robes and it keeps on running, 
there was some volume there. I don't know, maybe, maybe he got a five-quart oil change that day. I don't know what he got. But that's not going to be repeated. The other thing that's not going to be repeated is that in order for Aaron and his sons to be consecrated, they were brought up in full view of the entire congregation and stripped down woo, and washed with water. That'll get you in more trouble than handling snakes on a Sunday morning. You know, and uh, so, uh, so I just want to encourage you with the fact that there are things that we're going to do different than uh, they were done in the Old Testament. But the anointing of the Holy Spirit is precious. The, the anointing oil is symbolic of the person of the Holy Spirit, and he rests upon people's lives. And there ought to be a fragrance of life that accompanies our worship to the Lord, but also our lifestyle. And as we begin to pray over, over the, the structure of this house, the people who lead in the structure, they, they're in the position they're in, not because of longevity necessarily, not because they're photogenic, not because, it's because their house is in order. It's because the blessing of the Lord resides on their house, and this house is established on the families who have set their house in order. This house is, is held up because, because there are people have, who have a certain way that they function in relationship in their lives, and, the, and you can see the anointing of the Lord on their lives. And so, uh, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is precious. Number two, the anointing of the Holy Spirit follows a pattern. The anointing is always from the top down. From the top down, there's a covering. Uh, you can't see him, but Jesus is the head of this church. Jesus is the head of his church. This church, his words are honored. His presence is welcomed. We, we call on the name of the Lord, uh, and we recognize that it's his name and his words and his voice that are more important than Pastor Ken's, more important than any, uh, any committee. We don't even use that word around here, by the way. Um, more important than any, anything else that's going on. It's not about the denomination. It's not about the building. It's not about who our reputation. It's about Jesus. He's the head of this house. And so we align ourselves with him to the best of our understanding. To the best of our understanding. Now, in a practical well, uh, level, we're also an organization. This is an Assembly of God church. And, and I have a pastor. His name is David Highlander. He pastors at Calvary Assembly down in Hampton. And he's, he's the executive presbyter that's over me as far as the denomination is concerned. And so Jesus is the spiritual head, but organizationally, there's a headship that I report to. Does that make sense? What I'm telling you today, I'm a man under authority. I want you to see the pattern. Do you see the pattern yet? Do you understand how this works? There is both the spiritual, but there's also the natural, right? So there's the spiritual headship, but then there's the natural headship that is chosen to align with the word of the Lord. Say, we're going to do things. The Bible is our, the Bible is our last, uh, our, our first and our last rule of authority, we go by the word, every one of us. We have to govern our lives by the word of God. This is what we do. And, and so, uh, so there's a pattern that I want you to see that is a top-down pattern. It's biblical. This is what the Lord is saying. Um, he's saying uh, the anointing is from the top down. Jesus is the head, and Lighthouse functions under his headship. So that's important for us to recognize uh, as we go. That, again, this is an attempt today to make the, the invisible visible or to make visible, the invisible. And so when we all align in unity, the anointing can flow over our lives. 
That's what we want. A lot of times people get it backwards. They say, well, you know, a pastor's going to talk to us about our sin or a pastor's going to, you know, you know what sin is? Sin is just an anointing blocker. Sin is just something that gets in the way of the activity of the Holy Spirit. And oftentimes, and, and what, wh- why, why does that matter, Pastor Ken? Because all of us need to be led by the Holy Spirit. If you didn't know the word at all, if, if you were illiterate and you only had enough of the scripture to, to get you saved, you learned John three sixteen, and then the Holy Spirit came into your heart. If you just followed the Holy Spirit and you could do it to the nth degree, you would never sin because the Holy Spirit would never lead you into sin. The Holy Spirit would only lead you into righteousness. Right, so when when we uh, when we have to practice church discipline, when people are stepping out from under the covering, what's the point? The point is, come on, don't you want the blessing of the Lord on your life? Come on, don't you want the peace of God? How much is the peace of God worth to you? Is it is it worth not watching that show? Is it worth apologizing and repenting when you've gotten it wrong? Is it worth uh, uh, adjusting your life so that you can get back to where you need to be in the Lord? This is what this is what David's talking about the unity. How how precious it is when brothers dwell together in unity. It's 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 not one of the things. This is the only thing. You know, Jesus said it this way as it related to, as it related to, to church. Um, you know, a lot of times we, we get busy doing our, doing our churchianity. And we come and we want to offer our gift, you know. Yeah, I got my gift. I'm going to use my gift. I'm going to operate my gift. And we're big on gifts around here. Understand me. But if you've got odd in your heart against your brother or sister, your gift doesn't matter. Put your gift down. This is the words of Jesus, right? Put your gift down. Go make it right. And when it's right, come back and offer your gift. And so, church, what, what we've got to make an effort to do in our understanding, and, and this, is, this is as we set uh, the, the, uh, the executive leadership team and, and the leaders in this house in order, the, the point of what we are doing is saying we feel like that these people have a godly character and they have biblical practices in their life where they walk together in unity where they walk together making sure that uh, on the, to the best of their ability, they walk making, uh, making relationships whole. And so the foundation has to be one of wholeness, doesn't it? It can't be splintered relationships. You tick this person off, you tick that person off, and all of a, all of a sudden everybody's a little bit distant. It can't be, it can't be that. This is God's family. And we run according to his rules because he's the head. And so it's not Pastor Ken's way, it's Jesus' way. It's not, it's not the executive leadership team's way, it's Jesus' way. We're all moving together, and that's where the unity comes in. Lastly, here in your notes before we shift gears, um, the anointing of the Holy Spirit pours out on a priestly people so that people can see God. What's the point? The point of the, of the priestly anointing on Aaron was so that because the purpose of a priest is to represent God to the people and the people to God. Are you, are you tracking with me? So wherever you and I go as a royal priesthood, wherever we go, we represent God to the people and we're saying 
you know what? If, you, if you've never heard of the Lord, I can tell you something about him because I'm a witness. He's done a work on the inside of me. And so I represent God to the people. But at the same time, sometimes we stand in the gap and somebody's got a problem, they've got a burden. And, and if you do nothing else but you say, you know what, can I pray with you right now about that? We're going to take your need, and they may not know how to do it. But in your, own, in your own words, with your own language, you can take their need and, and present it to the Lord. They don't know how to do it, but you're a representative, you see. You're an ambassador of Christ, you see. You, you go and you, you, you come alongside of them, you get under their burden, and you say, come on, let's bring this need to the Lord because God's got something he wants to do in your life. And I don't totally know what it is, but I, I know enough of his character to tell you that he'll come through on your behalf. God answers prayer. And so you come alongside and you, sh and you lift their burden and you bring it up to the Lord. And you know what? They're, they're going to, when you talk to them next time, you know, they're, they're saying, you know, it really hasn't changed, but it, I'm not under it like I was before. What happened? You, you shared their burden. You cut their burden in half because now there's two of you and now one part of you knows how to bring it up to the Lord. We are a royal priesthood. We represent God to the people and the people to God. This is a pattern that God wants us to get a hold of. And there's an anointing that needs to be, uh, needs to be released in order for it to happen. All of these things happen because the oil was poured on the head, down onto the beard, down onto the collar of the robes. And wherever anointed people go, there's a fragrance. It's not just greasy. The anointing oil is both liquid and fragrant at all times. Liquid and fragrant at all times. And Paul said it this way. He said, we're the fragrance of life or we're the smell of death. Fragrance of life to those who are being saved and to those who celebrate the fact that, you know, here, here comes a person who walks in the truth. But to people who want to walk in darkness, it's death to pride. It's death to total independent thinking where you rule and Jesus doesn't. It's, it's, it's death to that kind of thinking. Anything that's bent, anything that's broken, any kind of, you know, the Bible says men love darkness rather than light. You know, uh, it happens often uh, that, uh, you know, that I'll, I'll see somebody in Walmart uh, that I haven't seen in a while, and, uh, and I get the glance, and then they turn quickly. Huh. The mischievous side of me wants to run them down. I don't know. Maybe see what's in their cart. I don't know. What are, you, what are you trying to hide here? What kind of games are you trying to play? What is it? What is it? You know? And, uh, and, and so you, you, and I, you and I both understand that, you know, we've been there. I've been there. I've been there when I didn't want to be around salty people. Oh, here we go. When you're feeling low and you got somebody that every time you, praise the Lord. <sighs> Not really feeling it right now. You know what I'm talking about. But we can have different ways of viewing things and still walk in unity. Unity doesn't mean that we're yes people. It means that God is big enough for different perspectives. And that Jesus Christ as Lord is the one thing that we all agree on. And then there are various things that are peripheral that you might be into that I may not be into. 
You know, if there's one thing that I'm called to do here at this church is always to keep the main thing, the main thing. And I may not be into your pet doctrine and I'm not saying it's wrong. You're passionate about it. I appreciate that. But not everybody in the house is. Not everybody is going to think the way you think or the way I think. There's a lot of things I think you'll never hear. I'm just going to tell you the truth. Why? Because, because it's not edifying to the body. My whole goal when I get here is to edify the maximum number of people that I can. And so I, so I understand keeping the main thing the main thing is my, is my reality here on a Sunday morning. Pastor Ken Kramer's got a lot of speculation about a lot of things, but I am not going to say it right here. Well, he's pretty, he's pretty shallow. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. What I do know how to do is make it simple enough for an eight-year-old. And so you, want, you need to understand where we're coming from here. It's not because, it's not because we, we want to be shallow here. It's because we know the depth and the cost of love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. No, no more profound words have ever been spoken. And if you can do that, if you can do that, you're in, baby. You, oh, Pastor Ken, you need to have deeper words. Love your neighbor as yourself. Let's do the altar call right now. <laughs> do you, do you, are you tracking with me? We are a priestly people. There's a priestly anointing. We cannot love our neighbor as ourselves without the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We will be limited. We will be broken. We will, we will mess it up. This is why the Apostle Paul, when he gave instructions about overseers, he talked about their family. He said the, the, the overseer's family has to be in order. And he talked about uh, whether or not they are, you know, I love this one word where he's, I think it's in Timothy where he talks about they cannot be pugnacious. I love that, pugnacious. Like I had to go back and look it up, pugnacious. Somebody that picks fights. They can't be somebody that picks fights. They got to be hospitable. They, their family has to be in order. They need to have a good reputation. They, they need to be people uh, that, that know how to manage their family well. And then Paul puts this, and he says, if they can't look after their own family, how can they look after the household of God? Gives you an indicator that God sees his church as his family, right? He sees his church as his family. And so only people who know how to run family know how to support the, you know, the house of the Lord. It's, 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 a, it's a pivotal thing. And uh, so I'm going to, this morning, we're going to shift gears right now, and we're going to set in this house, um, we call them our executive leadership team. Now, let me tell you how we got that phraseology. Their function is eldership. Everything about an elder, everything about an overseer that you read in the New Testament is what our executive leadership team does. So if you're looking at a job description, that's their job description. Why do we call them an executive leadership team? Because I'm your pastor. And I knew the thing that the Lord was leading us into was not just a church, but a life-giving community that created communities. And, and with that connection came some LLCs. Lighthouse actually owns five LLCs. 
and Little Lights being the largest. And so in, in the role of what they do, giving oversight, not just to the congregation, but also to the communities that we would be functioning in, Le Legacy Springs being one of those, and, uh, you know, eventually, and whatever, however the Lord leads that. But I, I wanted this, I wanted the, the, the function, but I wanted a different title. And so we call them our executive leadership team, but their function is, is to look after this house and to make sure we're doing the things that Jesus wants us to do. And, and they minister to me. Now, you say, Pastor Ken, you know, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have taken away the eldership thing. The, the roles are all there. It's not about it. It's not about does the, the, does the work get done. The work gets done. They are the quality control for this house. They are the structure. They're, because of their, uh, their houses in order, they help us order this house. Does that make sense? Are you tracking with me? So I don't want you to get hung up on the phrases, the, word, the wording. Uh, I just wanted to update it because the mission is the same, but the methods will change. Are you tracking with me? So, uh, so if I can have all my executive leadership team come up, they're just going to stand right here in front of you. Uh, so come on up here, and uh, we're going to anoint you with oil, and then we're going to set you in this house. This is part of uh, what uh, the word that the Lord gave us um, uh, that came through, uh, uh, I think it was Donna Mills that, that had said, you know, I feel like we need to go back backwards in order to go forwards. And, uh, and part of this is, uh, this, this, all of this has to do with my learning style about how I do things. Um, I'm not the guy to read the book on theory and then condense it to practicality. I kind of have to wade into it. You remember me telling you about how when I was a kid I used to tear things apart just to see how they worked? Well, uh, you know, we, we went about a few years ago revamping the bylaws of, uh, of Lighthouse. And uh, in the process of, uh, you know, the by bylaws of an organization are really a living document. And ours hadn't been changed since, uh, since they were set in order back in the 70s. And what we discovered was that we weren't doing ministry according to the way our bylaws, uh, you know, suggested. And so they had some limitations on it, and so we began to change things as we went. One of them was the title that I shared with you a minute ago about executive leadership team. But what I didn't do was I didn't have a service like what we're doing today to help everybody understand how, how we are structured. It's all written down. You can get copies of it. We've handed copies of, of the bylaws out. There's nothing weird in there. It's just unique to Lighthouse about uh, having an executive leadership team. So uh, they are the, they are the uh, primary structure. These folks, when we get together on a monthly basis, we talk about what the Lord is doing. And, and you know what's amazing? The, probably the, uh, the, the executive leadership team, I call them the ELT, so if you, you know, understand the abbreviation there, ELT. The ELT, one of our last ELT meetings, we had no less than five or six visions and dreams that God had given to these folks that we sat and discerned and said, Lord, what are you saying to us? You know, we, we've got a, we've got, we, we sense that you're giving us direction and guidance, but that was the first time. I mean, I, I've sat in a lot of board meetings. I'm, I'm on a couple of boards. None of, none of the boards I've ever been on did that. And just said, Holy Spirit, you've spoken, and we want to listen. And so a lot of this past week uh, in our, in our uh, retreat was just, you know, taking that a step further, discerning what the Holy Spirit is saying. How do we go about this? We're, we're being led into a direction, uh, not weirdness. We're letting, being led into our future, and none of us have ever been there before. 
and, and this is not a model that says Pastor Ken is like Moses and he goes to the mountain and he gets the vision. He comes down and proclaims what it is. That's not, that, that's not what this is. This is uh, we discern this together. We walk together. We listen to the Lord together. And then as, we, as things become clearer, clearer, then we take a step. So I'm going to anoint them and uh, I'm going to ask Holly to start off in prayer. And uh, all right anointing Daniel and Jennifer. Daniel and Jennifer um, have a couple of different roles. They serve on the executive leadership, t- leadership team, but Daniel also is our associate. He's also in a moment, you're going to see that he's a quad leader um, here, and, and we'll explain a little bit more about what that is. Um, so, uh, so you can understand he's our associate and our youth pastor, all of that kind of thing. So, uh, so there's a blending of these things. Hallelujah. Sorry, my fingers are cold. I apologize. Woo, gonna, yeah. You got to the chill names, right babe. then. Mention the rest of their names. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> See, this is why I need backup. This is Danita Allen. She came. To, how many years ago, Danita, did you come 20 here? Some years. Twenty some years ago. We don't. And and Danita came and she sat in my office and uh, and it blessed my heart so much because she's she came and sat in my office and and told me her story. Told me about how she was ordained as an evangelist and that God. She felt like God was leading her here and and, and wanted to know if there was a place uh, for uh, for not just a woman but a black woman at Lighthouse. And I said, Yes, Jesus. And she's been a dear friend and a part of this house for all of these years. Mike and Donna Mills are next. Thank you. Mike and Donna Mills have been here for how many years now? Uh, 16. 16. And, uh, and they, they have, uh, we've walked together, uh, in, enjoyed their fellowship and, and God has taught us th- so much through this couple and, and their, uh, their, their ministry giftings. Uh, many of our young people sitting out here have been the beneficiaries of Mike and Donna's, uh, wisdom, um, and, and prayer. And so they're just wonderful mentoring folks. This is Dr. Lynn Westman. And, uh, she went into ministry from Lighthouse back in 1996, did you say? Was it been here for thirty years, and uh, she's traveled the nation. She's uh, she's uh, done ministry in a hundred different nations, and uh, so she kind of leads the pack um, as far as uh, you know. When we all when we all grow up, we want to be Dr. Lynn Westman and travel to the nations, and uh, and so God uses her in a very profound way in our group. John and Molly Thomas. I'll let you figure out which one is which. And uh, John and Molly uh, have been with us, I think, probably the shortest amount of time. Six years. Uh, six years? Has it been that long already? Wow. And, uh, and so they, they have uh, uh, worked a lot on the, in, in churches, sister churches down on the, on the peninsula, been involved at Bethel uh, Temple. Um, um, they're, uh, they're in, well, uh, Molly's sister and her husband pastored a church uh, for, for a good while down uh, in Newport News. And, and so they, they've been involved in ministry for quite, quite some time. And then Jim and Linda Johnson here, and you guys have been here a minute too, haven't you? 30 years. 30 years. 30 years. They're, they're in the 30-year they're club. And uh, so we, we rejoice together. Holly, go ahead and uh, minister what you have, and then we'll pray over them. I would like to pray over them, well, over all of us as the church body. Colossians 2, um, the scripture in there says, but we receive directly from him. Can I already preach that this morning? And his life supplies vitality into every part of this body. 
his body, through the joining ligaments that connect all of us together as one. He is the divine head who guides this lighthouse body and causes it to grow by the supernatural power of God. God, we thank you that you are the head over this yes, house. Father, in the name of Jesus. You Father. are the head over we your right body, now. the body of Christ, that surpasses right now, these name. four walls, that we goes into that the nations right now, and all the world. Lord, you are the head, Father, the but you are the head right of this now. local body release right here gifts. that you have release called gifts, to minister and transform our community, this state, and a nation's. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you connect every ligament. That means every person sitting in these seats, Lord Jesus, every person sitting at home that calls Lighthouse their home, all of those who are not yet here and have not yet received Christ, Lord Jesus, even now you're calling them, Lord, so that they be set in and connected as ligaments. We thank you, Jesus, that you anoint us and you anoint this executive leadership team. You anoint every person that's here a part of Lighthouse, Lord, to walk in the anointing and in the calling that you have given to them, that they will turn away from the things that would distract them from the ministry into the body of Christ, Mm -hmm. from growing, from being discipled and for becoming to become fruit bearers, Lord, for your kingdom. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, We Lord. thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord. For your wisdom, your yes, direction, Father. your anointing yes, that Lord. flows through this team yes, into Father. this house and for the anointing and the wisdom that flows back from those in this house into this executive yes, leadership Father. team. And we give you all the glory and the honor, Lord, you, for Lord. what you want to accomplish this year. Yes, you are already ahead of us. We sang yes, that God. this morning. You are already You're in our already future. You are already planned. You've already, already prepared. We participate in what you've already set into motion. Yes, Holy Spirit, let us not miss you for this year. Thank let you, our Lord. ear be attentive to what you want to do. Yes, and we give you the glory and the honor in Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, Amen. Amen. Now, as a congregation, in, in addition to the affirmation of, of clapping, would you extend your hand this way and just say, Lord, we bless our leaders today in Jesus' name. We bless them, Lord God, that if anybody rises up against them, we are going to stop that conversation and we're going to speak a blessing. And we're going to talk about the character of Christ. And we're going to talk about the goodness of God for raising up leaders at Lighthouse that we can look to that are a pattern of what, what the believers looks like. We bless them today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, the second part that I, I want us to do, I'm going to, while you all stand right here, I'm going to ask our finance team to come up because we're talking about church structure. So if I can have our finance team, uh, husbands and wives come. It's, it's good. We, you know, uh, so if, if you're, both of your wives are here or your, your spouses are here, uh, just come on up. And uh, we're, you know, one of the things that happened as we navigated our, uh, uh, as we navigated our, our shift in our bylaws um, was that, that I, we took what was a deacon function at one point to looking after the finances and, and we shifted it over to a finance team. And uh, I wanted to make sure that there was always good accountability. I always wanted to make sure that there were people who, who were numbers people because I'm a word person and not a numbers person. All the non-number people unite. And uh, so, uh, so, yeah, thank you. I feel better. And uh, 
And so one of the things that we did was uh, I looked around the body and I said, okay, who are the people um, who have served this house well uh, in, the, in the area of finances? And, uh, and let's, let's, you know, they were voted on in the past, but they don't have to be voted on now. Uh, but if they're willing to serve, I want to set them into that area. And so uh, probably of our original uh, finance team, Gray Wooten right here would be, uh, would be the longest standing and, and uh, under our new structure, but Gray had been with us uh, 30 years. He's in the 30-year club, too. And uh, so uh, Gray and Deanna, our, our newest uh, members of the finance team, um, are right here, uh, Tom and, help me, Tom and Nancy. I knew that until 10 seconds ago. Um, uh, Tom and Nancy Foray are, uh, are, have been coming to Lighthouse for a couple years now, and uh, Tom has a business background, and we always want to have a mix on our finance team of not just uh, uh, accounting and banking types, but business types, because they're, they're different kinds of you know, under, understanding as it relates to finances. And, and then we have uh, Rick and Shelley Gardner, and uh, they've been with us for several years now, and just recently... Uh, serving on the finance team. Of course, Shelly, uh, you'll recognize as someone who works in Overcomers as well. And uh, so she and Jay uh, work with uh, Overcomers and the support of their spouses to make Overcomers happen. And, and then Bill and Beverly Potter. Uh, Beverly, I've known since she was six years old and uh, was in my kids' church back in the day. And, um, and, and she, she handles our books. She is our bookkeeper here. Um, and so obviously, you got to have your bookkeeper in on the finance team so that everything stays the way it needs to stay. And uh, Bill serves here in a number of areas structurally, making sure our doors open and close and the lock systems do what they're supposed to do and all of that kind of stuff. So I'm going to anoint them right now. And uh, I'm going to ask uh, also that our ELT would maybe put a hand on their shoulder and we're going to pray over them. Um, you know, uh, I'm so thankful uh, for people that are, that are both uh, numbers minded and have a heart for Jesus and a heart for ministry. I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for people that see the bigger picture, that it's not just all about the, the, you know, the, our, you know, squeezing that dime and making the dime do, but they have a heart that's as big as the Lord uh, for the ministry of this house and the ministry of what God wants to do. And uh, so extend your hand this way and, and, uh, and let's bless this, uh, this structural piece of Lighthouse as it relates to the finances. I can tell you the season that this finance team has been on here has been the most blessed financially that we have ever been. I'm here to tell you that. I'm, I'm here to tell you they know how to not just look after things but, uh, but think big and multiply. And so, Father, we bless them right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for each one of these, uh, each one of these families that's partnering with Lighthouse and setting our finances in order. We, we know, Lord God, that oftentimes there are struggles around money, and we're, we're thankful, Lord God, that you're protecting them, that you're guarding them, that you're putting a hedge of protection around them. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for spirit-led, spirit-guided finance people. We bless them today in the name of Jesus. Somebody back there's got a mic. ELT folks, go ahead and pray over them right now. Lord, we thank you so much for this team. We thank you for the financial health yes, of this Lord. house, Lord. We thank you for these servant leader followers, Lord. We just thank you so much for your goodness, for bringing them along, for giving them wisdom from above, Lord. Lord, we pray that, Lord, 
the the balance of faith and works is evident mm. in each of their lives. Mm. And look, we, we thank you, Lord. We pray that you would command a blessing upon yes, them, Lord. Lord, that you give them wisdom from above. Yes, God. Lord, that you would uh, just enable them to be able to see the, the, the vision of the future and to yes, be able to, to steward yes, what Lord. you bring into the storehouse, Lord. We just thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord, I pray for unity for this team, Lord, yes, that they'd be able to complement each other, that, yes, that they'd have different perspectives, Lord, and that you would the lead Jesus, them Lord. and that they would feel like they're a part of your plan. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. Yes, thank Lord. You, Lord. Now, I'm going to ask you to do something here. If we can part the Red Sea, if you guys, if you all can stand on that side and you all stand, don't go away. Uh, you all stand on that side so everybody can kind of see because I, I want everybody to see this is, this is starting to get big. Um, so, uh, so this is our structure. These are the folks that look after things spiritually. These are the folks that look after things financially. I want you to see the pillars that are beginning to be uh, erected around here. Now, uh, now the next uh, layer that we're going to talk about um, has to do with uh, the, the four main operations of the mission of Christ. And you can find it in the book of Acts chapter 2. And this, this is how we, we talk about organization. We organize around the mission. We don't organize around departments. We don't organize around um, around ministers like, okay, here's the youth pastor, so you got the youth ministry, y'all go do your thing. Uh, you got the kids ministry, y'all go do your thing. We, we organize around uh, four main elements. Uh, we, uh, worship is, the, is, the, is, is one. Um, we call it encounter. So there's worship. Then there's uh, community. We call it engage, right? That's the pastoral care piece. Then we have discipleship. We, we call it equip. And then we have evangelism, but we wanted to cover both evangelism and missions, so we call that encounter. So we have four people, I mean, excuse me, extend, thank you. Uh, we call that extend. So we have four people that are responsible for those areas of mission for the organization of it. Uh, they're not the only ones doing it. They're the ones organizing to make sure that it gets done. Are you with me? And so, uh, so you're going to see some movement here. So uh, Pastor Daniel uh, is over the equip area, and I'm going to ask him to move right in front of Jim and Linda Johnson. Daniel, go ahead, Jennifer, you can go too. Um, and then I'm going to ask uh, 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 Becky Richmond to come up, and she is pastoral care. So I'm going to ask uh, uh, Dr. Lynn and Danita to pray over her, to just stand with her. We're going to anoint her in just a minute. And then I'm, I'm going to ask uh, Josiah and Heather to come, and they're going to stand, um, let's see, right in front of John and Molly. Um, and then I'm going to ask Andy and Nicole Brown to come. Andy uh, just joined us in January, um, and they have been uh, a part of this house for quite some time. Um, you know, uh, parenthetically here, let me just say that last weekend was, uh, uh, was a powerful time. Andy uh, came here in 2001, 2002, 2001. 2001, Brother Harry Holland led Andy Brown to the Lord. And Brother Harry Holland just went on to his reward. 
And I think Harry Holland was probably, uh, probably our, one of our strongest evangelists here in this house for 30 plus years. Walked around with index cards with scripture on them in his pocket all the time. Didn't meet a stranger that he didn't share Jesus with them. And, uh, and it was just the, the most powerful thing when we prayed over Andy because he's moving over into this quadrant of extend. And when we prayed, I didn't see it until right then when we prayed that this was a passing of a mantle that there was a mantle that was being handed off by a 93-year-old brother that was being handed off to a not-so-93-year-old brother. And, and so what these folks do is they, is they are responsible for these, all of these areas of ministry. Now, you'll hear more about what they do at, uh, in, our, in our luncheon. So this is part of what our luncheon is going to do, is they're going to stand up and they're going to share a little bit about um, what their area is. Do you have, like, your one-liners that you can help us with? Do you, who's got the microphone? All right. Uh, let's just what uh, just tell them what you do. Let's uh, let's do let's start with quad one, and then we can get them in order that way. All right. So for quad one specifically for worship, the word is encounter, and so the the aim for us is to create moments where all people, generations, races, tribes, and tongues can encounter the transformational presence of Jesus. Amen. Quad two. The word for quad two is engage. That's our community. It's Jesus' desire to set the lonely in families so at Lighthouse, everyone has a seat at the table and you'll be known, loved, and cared for here. Amen. Amen. Quad three. Good morning, everybody. You look great. Uh, quad three is equip. We are to equip a generation to be passionate followers of Jesus that change the world. How do we do that? We gather, uh, we grow, and then we go. Amen. You look really good. You're already in. You don't have to politic, bro. I mean, come on. <laughs> next thing you get, Dan's going to be kissing babies next. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Love you, man. All right, Andy. Quad four is, is, is our outreach, um, and, and our word for our outreach is extend. Um, so that's, that's what we do. We exist to extend the kingdom of God by sharing, sharing the love of Jesus. Um, and um, Praise God. Amen. So extend your hand this way. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask each of the ELT. We're just going to, we can start here. Um, we can have Danita and Lynn. One of y'all pray over uh, Becky. And then we're just going to work our way down. So just pass the microphone on down. And you all, you all couples, extend your hands this way. Finance team, if you'll just extend a hand that way. Go ahead. Father, we're so thankful that you made a place for Becky in quad two. Yes, this Lord. area of reaching out and caring for people in every area of yes, need Lord. that they have. And these, all of these quads work together. There are no standalones. And I thank you that Becky is a wonderful example of one who extends into each one of them by bringing the love of Jesus through benevolence, through advocate, through overcomers, um, and so many other ways. And I just pray, Father, that because her heart is so huge, Lord, that you would continue to um, bring people alongside her so that she doesn't carry this quad alone and this, this area of um, caring for people yes, and that you would be her, her peace. And I know that she often thinks that she is um, unequipped to do it. And, Lord, that's exactly where we want to be. We want to be where we know we can't do it without you. So that's the humility and the love that she has that, that has her be so... Um, 
uh, excellent at what she's doing. Thank you, Jesus, for Becky. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord, we thank you so much, Lord, for this couple. Lord, we thank you for Andy and Nicole. We thank you for your story, Lord, for what you're doing in their lives. And we thank you for such a time as this. Lord, we thank you for this quadrant, Lord. Lord, I, I pray you, you spoke to me that Andy is like an artesian well. It's a very deep thing. And Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. You'd uncap that well, Lord. Yes, Lord. That you'd bubble up, Lord, the very things from the heart of God. Oh, Lord, that they would sense, Lord, together as a couple, Lord, your goodness in new ways. Yes, Lord. Lord, I pray for this quadrant. In some ways, this quadrant, Lord, has been uh, uh, slight, and it hasn't been as fulfilled, Lord. And we pray that you would just burst forth, Lord. Yes, Lord. Your life, new Activated life, now, Lord, Jesus. in this area Activated in the name of now, Jesus. Lord God. Oh, I thank you, Lord, for uh, unleashing the callings and the giftings of God, Lord. Yes, Everything Lord. that's needed, Lord, to to spread your word, to bring people to Christ, to reach the nations, Lord. Everything from your heart, Lord, would be released, Lord. I pray yes, for Lord. just a grace, Lord, of administration yes, and Lord. for team building, Lord. I pray that you'd bring along, Lord, the team that you'd have for this couple, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord, that it would be from the ground up, Lord. It'd be from the ground up, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for just a spiritual synergy. Yes, and we bless them, Lord, everything that they touch their hand to, Lord. That's right. We pray that you would just anoint it, and yes, it Father. would be compounded, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Father, we thank you that, uh, one, that you said that you would build your church, and we secondly, that you are building your church. Father, right. that you have set... Uh, leaders and servants and, uh, and followers for that matter right. in positions uh, where you are uh, creating and building and sustaining your church, Father God. And we thank you, Father, um, uh, for Josiah and Heather, Lord, in, this, in, in their role here, and that uh, there are no mistakes, there are no accidents, right. Father, as you That's build right. these things, Father. And I, I was sensing uh, as we were coming up um, actually, as we were sitting out there and we were going to planning to do this today, that um, uh, I just sense the word boldness uh, for Josiah in particular, that uh, he would move in a new era of boldness. Yes, Lord. Um, I think yes, in Acts Lord. 4, it mentions that uh, John and Peter, the Sanhedrin, knew that they were in the presence mm -hmm. of Jesus because of their boldness mm -hmm. and not to be confused with confidence necessarily. Um, confidence is a different thing altogether, but we ask, Father God, that as Josiah yes, spends Lord. time in your presence, Father, yes, that Father. it would manifest as boldness, Father, That's right. to uh, both the reached and the unreached uh, that hear his voice, that hear his anointing, that, that sit under that, Lord God. That's so right. we, we pray for him, a new, um, at least I sense just a new uh, era of boldness to, yes, to, to come on this whole department, this whole uh, quad that... Uh, that your your manifest will would be uh, would, would be manifest. That's right. Hallelujah. Also for Josiah and for Heather, I just heard the Lord say, just as David said in Psalm 23, "You anoint my head with oil, mm -hmm. and my cup overflows." Mm -hmm. He is the source at all times, and Josiah, that is something that you know that he has anointed you. Yes. It is the presence Hallelujah. of the Lord. It is the goodness of God that breaks, that anointing breaks every yoke. And 
your cup overflows. It overflows to everyone that you work with. That's right. It's going to overflow to all of our congregation. It does overflow. And that anointing also overflows into the highways and the byways, into our area, Father, and beyond. Father, I hear multiplication. That's right. For this ministry, multiplication, Father. And at the beginning of that scripture, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Because you provide for everything that we have need of, Lord. Everything, personally and ministry-wise. You bring provision in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God, for the anointing that's on Josiah to lead us into the throne of God. Thank you, Father, that it shall overflow into from this house, Lord, That's into right. all the world. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, first off, we give you the glory. Mm. It's all about you, Father. And we just thank you that you've raised up Daniel and Janifer and anointed them That's right. as equippers to equip this church and more directly to equip a whole generation of our youth to follow you, to be heaven-bound. Mm. Father, we just know how important that is That's right. and how it's so good for you, Father, to look down and see that. Father, we just thank you that for the maturity mm. of this couple and you thank and you, how Lord. they've grown and continue to grow. That's right. And how they serve, servant leaders, Father. Yes, Father. We just we just so proud of them, and Thank we know you, what a job you're doing with them and yes, through Lord. them, and we give you the glory, Father. Give you the glory, Lord. Hallelujah. And Father, I especially thank you for their willingness and their vision to seek you out in every situation that they're in. And Father, I particularly um, thank you for the vision that you give Daniel in the upcoming times. And Father, I'm reminded that we're a three-generation church. Yes, and that right now, he is, uh, what he's doing in the church is awesome. Mm. And we just know that, th that everyone would be equipped to follow you. That's and right. Father, also I lift up um, Jennifer. She is alongside with him with the uh, discipleship. And in particular, Father, that she has um, opportunity to release all that you have put in her for discipleship yes, in every way Thank that you. will benefit this church. And, Father, we're just thankful for you and how this couple unites and stands strong for what you show them, yes, that Father. they walk out and obey you. Praise God. Praise God. Now, uh, we have a couple other folks that, that uh, are on staff here. Sarah Bundy. Um, is Sarah serving somewhere? Is she working? Okay. And then Tegan. Where's Tegan? All right. Come on up here, Tegan. Come on up here. Um, did I, I, did I uh, man, I've got so much anointing oil and not enough heads. Did I anoint? I did anoint you guys, didn't I? Okay. All right. All right. Because you're about to double dip there. I mean, for a second. Um, <laughs> So, <laughs> come on up, Tegan. Tegan, uh, if you've called the front office recently, you'll know that Tegan is our receptionist, but she does a whole lot more. She's a, a very, very organized young lady, and uh, she kind of took the spot that Sarah Bundy was in, and Sarah is working closely now with uh, Becky.
Kentucky um, in, the, in the Quad 2 area uh, that is now, you know, growing, right? So we have grief share going on. Uh, our benevolence is a lot more robust than it used to be. Advocare is happening. There's a lot that we're able to get uh, really, really working with people's needs. Um, so Overcomers is part of that as well. But it takes a lot of, you know, keeping up with the sheep is a lot of work. And so they, they are doing a great job. Let me anoint them and you all put a hand on them right nearby and let's pray over them and bless them and hallelujah. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, that, that every person that's serving here, they serve because they love you, Jesus. They serve because their hearts are for you. They serve not because they're going to get rich or, or get a great title, but because they love you and they love people. And I thank you for that. And I bless them today in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, uh, for the hour upon hour upon hour that goes in uh, behind the scenes and that the patience that you give them and the grace to walk in in order to do their work, Lord God. Uh, Father, I just thank you for them. I thank you, Lord God, that you have so much more in store for this house, and Lord, that you're growing it, and part of that growing pain comes back to the office. It comes back to we got to do things differently. We've got to reorganize. We've got to restructure uh, what, what worked yesterday won't work tomorrow, and so, Lord, all of that pressure comes to bear on their lives. We ask you for much grace. We ask you for much wisdom. We ask you, Lord, to lead and guide them in, these, uh, in this season, Lord God. Uh, give them understanding and use them for your glory and your namesake. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.